Welcome to Scissor Bros okay. Live. How are you guys doing? Yay. Like Kool-Aid stuff? Kool-Aid, tons of Kool-Aid. Tons of Kool-Aid? Tropical Kool punch Kool-Aid. Lemonade, my mom would let me make it and I would hand pour and it was just syrup. And we'd freeze it and make cups of Kool-Aid and eat it like icy. Yeah. And and sometimes we'd eat the powder out of the bag, make our own pixie sticks. It was disgusting. It was absolutely. Disgusting. I look back on that, and I I cringe and want to vomit. And I was like, Who was watching me? How does this happen? Have you? When was the last time you had Kool Aid? Uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Old habits die hard, man. <laughs> Hey, hey, I call these the Joe Rogan mics, even though they've been around since Thriller and Michael Jackson. Yeah. Because that's who inspired me to buy them. I was like, I'm getting that one. <laughs> I'm getting that one. Yeah, you didn't see uh, Michael Jackson recording, and you're like, I'm going to get that. You're like, I saw a Rogan <laughs> recording, and I'm going to get that mic. I, I sure seven sabees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I know my history. Yeah. You know that mic history? Mm-hmm. I always, uh, I don't know the name of the mic, but uh, I associate one other mic with uh, a rock star, which is uh, that classic silver mic with Elvis. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. With the grooves in yeah. it, that 50s mic. It's a beautiful microphone. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I don't I don't think it obviously didn't catch on. Like, it's just a mic from back in the day, but like I, I'll see every once in a while a musician that will rock that at a show, one of those. I'm like, where did they get that? Uh, eBay. Yeah? Yeah, they got to get <laughs> Everything on eBay? eBay. Yeah, probably. Because it's from 1956. Yeah. It's, and they stopped manufacturing them. It's pretty dope. Are we rolling? Is that started? I think we're in it. We're in it? I we're do, in it. I do the same thing. I think we're in it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more organic if... Uh... You just start chit-chatting. Yeah, if you start talking. Does everyone riff about those weights on the table? Be no, actually. Because my first thought was, why the fuck are there weights? Like, are we, is that like to boost energy? That was my first organic <laughs> is thought. Is Jeremiah and then I'll, doing a weird bit with weights? That's what I thought. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's to hold the table down. There's a lot of, you know, the There's mic. A, yeah. I might get sandbags eventually, but I don't use my weights, so I use them as table weights instead. I like the weights because what are you gonna? Where are you gonna put the sandbag? There's no legs, you know. I know, so it just it, take up more room. Yeah, it's kind of the old sandbag and the old sandbag. <laughs> old sandbaggers. We did a show recently that I want to talk about. Which one? I don't remember. <laughs> I'm not all... gonna name the name of the venue because I am gonna put this show on blast right now. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You... Oh, I remember we were crossing paths. I was just—I just ate shit on stage. Okay, Whoa. so this one, uh, this gig, uh, I'll say it was a—it uh, was a deep valley show. Um, deep is an understatement. You just kept going. You're you, like, what is? What is? This? You didn't know that California went that yeah. deep in the valley. I was like, I didn't know we had oil rigs in California. How deep can we go? Why are there accents in this part of California? What's Why happening? Why are they playing country music here? Yeah, dude. That happens. It was, I know. It I is, didn't know that. Isn't that weird how like 
the, the farther outside of LA you go, you realize how big of a state California is. You're like, oh, there's legit like a yeah. lot of different types of people. I did uh, Sacramento and stayed in uh, Vacaville. Vacaville? I'm so, I don't know. Look at my accent changed immediately. <laughs> I don't know. And all the bars after the show, they all bump country music. And I was like, what's, what's, uh, what's, what's happening here? Yeah. And I was like, why aren't they playing uh, West Coast hip hop? You know? Sure. And they're, they're like, oh, that's what the play up here. It, I, I, it blew my mind. I was like, but we're in California. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was some other shit. I don't get it. I did a, a, a bar gig um, that was on the way up to Northern California that was like a f- three, four hour drive. It was called uh, a gig called The Ranch back in the day. And it was accents galore up yeah. there. Just like a few hours north of California. Yeah. Where I'm like, Really? Yeah, it's, people are this it, different, just like like a couple hundred miles away. Yeah, it trips me out. Yeah, it's insane. So I walk into this bar show, which <laughs> I, I you know going into the gig, I was like, it was one of those gigs where you know when you forget um, that you agreed to do a gig, and then you you look in your calendar and you're like. I got a show that's farther away than I thought tonight. Yep. Okay, all right, go and do that. You know, I know I never flake or cancel on shows if if I can, unless I'm like really sick or something. Yeah. Uh, so I go. I'm driving. I'm like, this is a, this is a freaking drive. Yeah. Okay. And I roll into the venue, and I start looking, and uh, you know, there's an there's an audience that's there, uh, but the setup on this stage is very strange it's one of the strangest setups i've ever i've ever seen um where everybody is on the floor of this bar and then they are literally they they have to crick their necks up like i'm not even exaggerating to look up at this balcony we're in a tree house we're in a goddamn tree house yeah the stage is at least seven feet tall oh dude no that stage was that had to be at least a 10 foot high stage Jesus yeah, Christ. It had to have been because you think of a basketball goal. Oh yeah. It had to have been ten feet. Yeah, you're right, because it was a substantially above my head and I'm six six, so um Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know my measurements. <laughs> I'm five eleven. I didn't hit the six. I really wanted it. Oh, come oh. on, jeans. Come on. We got a couple God. more years. Let's really get into this. I know. I'll get some uh some bone spurs and they'll elevate me. So I walk into this gig and Craig is on stage and I'm looking up at him and the uh and this is always a bad sign I know on a show when a comic says or acknowledges another comic coming into the room. <laughs> that is a last ditch effort. Yeah. That is a lifeline that's like I'm trying to get any energy in here, dude. Like let's what what's going on? So help, help me, help me, help. So me. Craig goes, oh Jeremiah Watkins is here, and I was like, as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, Uh-oh. I was like, what's going on? I've been in this situation of times, and then Craig goes, hey Jeremiah, get ready to eat shit up here. <laughs> and then I said, well you uh, you'll probably actually do well. You'll do crowd work. I was like, that's not my strength. Yeah. You're like, I got I'm to, saying this on the show, into the microphone, to the, the fucking mic. show. Yeah. And then he's like, I, I got stories. Or <laughs> you said something like that. I got long stories, guys. What do you want? It's not the room for that. So I go to the back and uh, the the booker goes, hey, so I got so-and-so um, and then you. Is that cool? I was like, well, 
you have me going on after Craig, right? You said in the text, and he goes, yeah, but he gets off in 30 seconds. I go, no, I'll go on. I want to. Yeah, I want to go <laughs> in out. and out. Yeah. And so I go on, and um, it was one of those sets where they have a timer on the stage going down from 15 minutes, and that was the longest 15 minutes that I felt uh, on stage in a long time. Normally, I love the timer. The timer is like, oh, I know exactly what I can do and mm -hmm. not run the light and be an asshole. And then that timer was the exact opposite. It gave me anxiety. I was like, I still have six minutes left. Oh, dude. I, I don't think you were there yet, but I saw it like as it, like later and I was like getting ready to bail. I just didn't, it was awful. It was awful. I was burning through material so fast because the laughs were not sustaining in between. No. You know, you're running through more jokes than you should be. You're like, oh, this usually fills this amount of time. Then I'm like, oh, okay. So now I'm like searching for other things and it was, dude, it was bizarre. And uh, a guy uh, was so drunk during my set uh, that he was talking louder than I was into the amplified mic when he was ordering a bar. I go, hey man, you're kind of being louder than the mic that I'm talking into. Yeah. And he goes, do your shit, bro. I think that was the meth guy. That was a guy on meth. At, at least it looked... That was more than alcohol. Did all. you did you see him earlier in the show? Yeah, we called him the meth guy. I, I don't really know. Uh, sorry to, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it looked pretty guilty to me. <laughs> He's like, so, ah. so I say to him back, I, I laugh. I go, do your shit, bro. I'm just trying to do my thing up here. I can't even hear myself. And uh, he shoots me a look that is so evil that it silences the room it literally the whole room is scared yeah and then i try to start riffing my way out of that like 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 riffing on the situation i'm going back and forth with the guy and i'm like they can't even laugh because they're scared that you're gonna kill me and i'm just like riffing and stuff like that but to the point where i got off and it was kind of an awkward dismount and i get off and i'm like i don't want to walk through the front because this guy is legit he's not wired correctly yeah so i walk out the back and i I chill back there with a couple other comics for a couple minutes and then walk around from the back to the front. By the time I went to the front, that guy had gotten in a fight with somebody else and he was on the ground bleeding. Good. Someone knocked him out. Yeah. He got but what was coming. He was, that could have been me yeah. though. Yeah. I had my spidey sense tingling You're like. You're skinny, but you pr look pretty scrappy. You could throw a punch. You just... I'll throw a punch, but why <laughs> then <you> I'll run. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll sprint out of there. <laughs> That's why you always carry a knife, bro. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a tiny, skinny, scared guy. That's why I was like, all right, you fucking attack me. I am going to survive. Have you have, have you gotten in a fight before? Or back in the day, I mean, did you get in a, fights? A lot of drunken, sloppy, uh, like kind of like. Yeah, just bar fights. I got knocked out a bunch. I've never been in a sober one-on-one -on -one man fight. It was always drunken, insane behavior. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's something like choked. altering yeah. your logic or your reasoning for getting into that fight. Yeah, I always was funny and laughter got me out of it. And mm -hmm. I never was good at fighting. So I was like, why would I want to get in a fight? Why would I engage? Why, why am I? I mean, maybe as a little kid, I don't, I, I guess probably, but I don't really remember. Nothing like after school, church park. There was this church park everyone fought at. It was so weird. A church park? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> in Torrance. And um, 
You better, you but better never be bringing Jesus with yeah. you on your side. Otherwise, bring the Bible <laughs> yeah. and your cross. We need to repent after what we do to each other. Because this fight will be a sin. <laughs> Knowing that going into it, are you sure you still want to fight? <laughs> yes. No. I never had one of those, but uh, yeah, just a lot. I just definitely um, have been knocked out like two to three times. Knocked out? Or choked out or same shit. Yeah. Know. I'm... I'm uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, God. I didn't mean it. I was a whippersnapper. That's why I'm sober off narcotics and alcohol. Changes people. They're fun though. I'll admit that. I ain't no square, but it inevitably it's bad for you. Craig? Yes. This is God. Thanks. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, do you have anything that you would like to apologize to me for right now? Pretty much the first 30 years of my life. I'm sorry. 29. I got sober at 29. So yeah, yeah. The first 29, my bad. After that, come on, cut me some slack, motherfucker. It's hard out here. It's hard. The, the mistakes reduce drastically. Please, God. <laughs> So you're going to apologize for 29 years with two sentences? Yeah, man, I'm, 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 I'm quick. I got brevity on my side. You know about that. Actually, you don't. That Bible you wrote is long as hell, God. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. It's long as heaven. <laughs> you're funny, God. Um, do I have to go to purgatory first? No, you're a good guy. I'll let you in. Ah, oh, thanks, man. Sometimes people call into this show. I never know who's going to call in. Sometimes God calls in. Satan has called in a bunch. Uh, I'm good on that, man. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yo. <laughs> Just Nickelodeon. <laughs> you remember Wienerville? Does anyone remember Wienerville? Why does that sound familiar? It was on Nickelodeon. Mark Wiener. Wienerville. I watched that shit, and I always thought, even as a child, why is it called Wienerville? Yeah. It is his last name, but I don't know if I remember it. It's uh, yeah. it was weird. It was like a Pee Wee Herman uh, type show. Like the guy had puppets. Uh, as soon as you say a guy with puppets, you're like, no, oh, it's one of those kind of shows. <laughs> it's a guy with puppets. Uh, he went on to create, I believe, Dora the Explorer. He's doing all right. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know why I just Google stuff and did, retain weird did, information. Did you um ever watch a show? It wasn't on Nickelodeon, I don't think, but Erie, Indiana. I loved Erie, Indiana. I I loved I loved it more than Are You Afraid of the Dark? See, I have asked multiple friends if they remember Erie, Indiana, and not many people do. I've, and I loved that show. I was uh, kind of raised by the television a little bit. Television and sugar and top ramen. Okay, what, made these bones. What kind of sugar are we talking? Uh, just the white bleached uh, poison sugar, C and H. You know, like Kool Aid stuff. Kool Aid, tons of Kool Aid. Tons of Kool Aid. Tropical punch Kool Aid. Oof. Lemonade. My mom would let me make it, and I would hand pour, and it was just syrup. And we'd freeze it and make cups of Kool Aid and eat it like icy. Yeah. And and sometimes we'd eat the powder out of the bag, make our own pixie sticks. It was disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting. I look back on that, and I, I cringe and want to vomit. And I was like, who was watching me? 
How does this happen? Have you? When was the last time you had Kool Aid? Um, maybe a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Old habits die hard, man. They have it at this ch- chicken tender place, and of course I'm gonna get it. Yeah, it's nostalgic. I'm not buying it and making it, but I was like, oh, Kool Aid, right? If it's out, you're gonna drink it. It was there. It was in that in that like clear box with the you know like the fountain, yeah. like like the horchata boxes. Yeah. They had Kool Aid in the horchata box. How am I supposed to? And it 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 changed me. Ah. <laughs> Red dye number four. That's your weird superhero origin story. Is like, I was addicted to Kool Aid at a young age, and I and I. I harassed old ladies at the local sizzler with my grandma Kiki. Kiki, she's a true story. I would take the uh, the strap off my mother's purse because you know how it has clips on it. You could take them off. Yeah, with a little. Yeah. Uh huh. And I put it in the bushes at at a sizzler, so it was like a snake, and put it on like a lady's shoulder, and she just screamed and like fucking. <laughs> And then uh, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Were you a prankster as a kid? Yeah. Yes. I was, a, I was a schmuck. I would run amok. I was high on sugar. My mom said I was wild out the womb. My sister did drop me out of my head as an infant. So Wild out the womb. That's a good, that's a good title yeah. for something. I'll put that on a shirt. Wild out the womb, motherfuckers. Wild out the womb. And, uh, yeah. Wild out the womb. since birth and i don't know how to change i've been reducing my sugar but my dick's still hard you know (laughs) i've been trying god you called in a moment ago and 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 i i've been repenting and i just want to be a comedic superstar and that's just hard life is hard i don't give a fuck so what if you get ringworm on your dick one time it was one time, God. Boy, I have a weird mind, don't I, God? You created this. It's getting hot in here. So I took off all my clothes. <laughs> oh. Did somebody say it's getting hot oh, in here? No. There's Satan. Hey. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, that's why you came. I'm sorry, God. I heard you say hot as hell, and I was like, hey, boy. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I've been trying to not talk to you anymore. I put you in my pass. Oh, come on. I was tired of being called demonio by my own mother. Mom, that, t- talk to Satan a little bit. That come means on. demon in Spanish. If you don't know, now you know. Mm? <laughs> if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it, Satan. I thought you were. I'm gonna sing it to you. I ain't gonna lie, Satan. It sounds like you got some nuts in your throat. Hey. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> I've got allergy, actually. Of course, you started that. I did. <laughs> the decline of peanut butter has a direct correlation to COVID-19. I saw it on the graphs. There's no peanut butter in hell, and that's a fact. I better start praying. No peanut butter in hell is no place I want to be. 
I thought I would like it down there because I could drink beer again, but no peanut butter. Go fuck yourself. No peanut butter in hell. Because once you fell all the way down. I don't know how to sing. There's no Doritos either. And no I ain't gonna lie, it's hard to pick up what you're putting down with that nut in your throat. Nuts, nuts, big difference. <laughs> so we've already had God and Satan call into the show. Yes, Satan scared me. I think he did a little bit. He did. Demonio? That's what my mom called me. Demonio. 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 Or I fregon. What's that? I don't even know. I'm, I Shame on me. I think like uh, I actually never asked her, but I just picked up uh, like you. Uh, come on, you jerk. Like, but oh, it's on yeah. me. Not calling me a jerk. Like, like you little punk. Like, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Just like with the tone. That's yeah. what you're feeling. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't actually know. Shame on me. What uh, are your parents both Hispanic? No, my mother is uh, Mexican and my dad's white as hell. It's in my act, but it's true. He's German English from Boston. And my mom's from uh, born and raised in Harbor City, uh, Los Angeles, California mm -hmm. area. But her parents were from Mexico City and Chihuahua, mm. Mexico. Mexico. So, uh, yeah, through, uh, through the generations, you know, some cultures lost America. <laughs> Some cultures lost, bruh. <laughs> bruh. Yeah, bruh. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I don't wear backwards hats, backward hats very often, but I knew you're coming on and I wanted to match I, I was like, I think Craig might be wearing a backwards it's hat. A it's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe for sure. I I just became my uniform. I've been I wear it for a million different reasons. Yeah. Uh, one of them is keep the hair out of my mouth when I drive or eat. It's, yeah. it's insanity. Yeah. That's a real thing. Uh, two is in the beginning of stand-up, I, I didn't wear a hat and it was fine. I wore my hat up in a bun. I didn't like that look so much. I did that at the Second City where we met. Yeah. I had it up in a bun during the sketch uh, shows. But then I just put the hat on and then it just, I don't know. Like I had a good set and then and then I also... Like, I just wanted to have a look. I love Sam Kinison. He had his trench coat. Yeah. You know? And I wanted, mine was flannels, t-shirt. I dress how I normally dress. It just became, like, a weird thing to where if I wear a hoodie on stage, a sweatshirt, I feel weird. I feel weird. I'm like, I'm in my own head. Like, I'm a fraud. I'm not wearing my flannel. Oh, it's really? It's so weird. I'll be in a hot-ass city, and I'll still put on a flannel. I'll regret it later, and I take it off. I, I, I'm just weird like that. I mean, I did that for years with a a red jacket on stage. Yeah, I used to wear blazers. The first few years of uh, of comedy, I wore blazers uh, because I thought that that was going to be like my thing. Yeah, and it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, well, you the the thing that only thing I can think of the difference is my thing was already my thing. No, no, no. You know I, mean? I was trying you, I to know, find that's a thing. why you gave Yours it up. Yours is natural. Yeah, Mine, yeah. It, it, yeah. Otherwise, if I like picked up a thing that was unnatural, I would have dropped it a long time ago. Oh, for sure. But I'm no, like, oh, I wear dress. this all the time, no matter what. Yeah. 
Like if you do a a TV set or whatever, you're gonna be dressed oh, as you dress. If they tell me to wear a suit, I'll be like, no. Yeah, that's uh, the one time I'll put my foot down. I'm like, I'm not that. Well, at it's weird. It's interesting to me sometimes when I see a comic put on a suit for like a late night set or something, where I'm like, but the people who will come to see you from that clip, you'll never be wearing a suit at those clubs. Never. So why would you yeah. put on a suit? for a set you know what i mean yeah like, i'll do it to like host a wedding or a, a fancy unless night maybe and there's it's fun behind the scenes maybe they're telling you you have to i don't know maybe that happens it i believe it does happen i i i would think they would understand you know yeah i was like i'm a i'm a character i am i am me like yeah you're trying to change the character which is me it's not you know uh yeah the business is so weird you know i was having a conversation with the comic buddy of ours, I, I'm not gonna name because I don't know, but they got a gig, like a big thing, and then the the corporation, the suits were trying to change it, and they're right. like, you booked me for me and my talent, and here's what I want to show the world, mm -hmm. and now you're pulling stuff from, uh, you know, six years ago that doesn't fit in there because you like it, yeah, you know, but like, but they're like, that's not my uh, art, my I have a thing. And you're trying to enter a new thing. You don't know that this gear's in motion. By entering even one new idea, you you are you're wrenching the spokes. You slow it down. Yeah. Now I have to go. Oh wait, this one insert here. And we all do it, and we're we're pros. But it it's it's a shitty thing to do to a comedian. You know, a few days before a shoot or whatever yeah. the gig may be. You know, it's quite crazy that they will book an artist for their art and then try to change their art or control their art. And it's like, let me just, I understand some sensitive words with the whole shit, it's on network, you gotta pull those. That's different, that's changing one word. You're now trying to get me to change the order, enter an old bit that I don't even do anymore, I gotta knock the dust off it. You know, it's very odd that they always- It's weird, I did a TV taping where um, they tried to get, uh me and uh pat reagan to wear something specific that they found through our facebook or something in a photo they're like can you guys bring this and we're like no we don't want to wear that and what if you're just like i we donated that goodwill six years yeah. ago like what are you it's doing it's so weird That's a, they wanted us to uh wear uh like we have like we had reagan and watkins shirts that uh you know, his said Reagan and mine said Watkins and they had his had like a little guitar on it. And it was like just like little merch that we used to sell for yeah. like a short period of time. Like bring those. And we're like, we're not being those comics who come out with their names on their shirts. Yeah. And it's already like, there's already a bad stigma with music comedy in general. Yeah. So like, I don't want to like we're, lean into that. We're not checking two of the yeah. three boxes. You bring a puppet out. Ah, yeah, yeah. uh, we got all the boxes. There's all of them. <laughs> It's gonna be a a hard pass from all of us here. And then you do your whole act on Spirit Airlines. You're like, oh, yeah. that's every box there ever. Have you was. ever sat in one of those seats? <laughs> I know, it's crazy. Everyone has a bit on Spirit Airlines. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the joke. Yes, it's you know, try Virgin Atlantic. I don't know. Try it. You know, I'll stop talking. Doesn't Second City feel like uh, almost a different life ago? It was a lifetime ago. I met you when I was terrified of stand-up, and that's why I was at the Second City. And mm -hmm. I would remember you'd always cut out those pieces of paper. 
you put him on the seat. Improvised stand-up with Jeremiah Watkins. And I would always go to your show. Even when you had it at on Santa Monica, that little theater. Yeah. And uh, I think that's when I was drinking. And, and it was a good show. Bring your own beer. I said, nope. We don't to, mind if I do. We, we, we used to do BYOB <laughs> at this little theater. And for sure, like, we, we would sometimes even give out free beer. And, like, I think some people were coming that might not have been... They were homeless. You don't need yeah, to candy yeah. coat it. They were street people. <laughs> they were street people. They came for the beer and we just and not needed the show. We needed bodies with pulses in the audience mm-hmm. for the comics. That's what we needed. Hey, but if you can get a schizophrenic to laugh, I mean, come on. You're doing something right in comedy, that's man. That's some material. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's dark. Yeah, I it's used dark. to I used to um yeah, I used to flyer it up at Second City all the time. They'd let me yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I used to um uh i was there all the time that was my first uh home that was my club. home club yeah yeah i i, I uh, felt very safe there like creatively mm-hmm. and just like the the friendship and like the family and, and like just the 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 relationships are there are a lot of good people a lot of great people yeah great good-hearted people uh yeah i just remember coming in and just being this weird like because everyone is not from Los Angeles. I remember every single class. Remember, it's like, I'm from Ohio. I'm mm-hmm. from, uh, you know, Poughkeepsie. Or, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I'm from L.A. And they all had like, I in the when I signed up, I lied. They There was a, a class for uh, new booties who've never done anything mm-hmm. ever. And then there was advance for actors. Yeah, the improv for actors. Program. And then um, I was a new booty who never had done anything. But I was, I was such a cheapskate where I was like, I'm not going in the in the minors. I'm gonna jump up here and get my money's worth. Right. And then everyone was so trained, and I was such a raw, uh, 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 nervous, spastic nerve that either hit grand slam home runs, not not a lot, but uh, or we all fell and bled real bad <laughs> and. Uh, it was no one wanted to work with me except for the OG vets that knew what to do with me. And those that's when it was like magic. They knew how to mine you for gold. Because oh they're like, there's something God. funny about this guy. When I got teamed up with those people, it was just straight like, uh, it was just magical. I can't explain it. But, you know, I failed a lot. Of course. Oh, so but th- that's what those classes are for, though. Oh, it was some painful memories. But the magical still, still stick out. I remember, like, l- yesterday, just goosebumps. Like, just yes, Andy with the pro, and he's just lobbing me softballs. Yeah. And I'm just this weird anomaly. I was the wild card, you know. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I was too fucked up, too. And, and one time the teacher, like, kicked me out of class. She goes, you high right now? I was like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, go sit outside, because I wasn't paying attention and i'd just go up there and- were you just staring like at, at the wall like when she was going over like no i just wouldn't listen to her instructions and then i'll just do whatever i did <laughs> just taking no direction whatsoever <laughs> just everything went to shit and poop and just all the one of the teachers goes god damn it stop talking about shit craig <laughs> we i had a teacher that uh oh jesus that, christ uh, my buddy and i wrote a song uh about having butt sex with a girl (laughs) for for, like our sketch show and our teacher like we like previewed it for her and then like she just took a pause and she goes there will not be a song 
about anal sex in this review. And my buddy and I are like, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> cool, cool. I don't know how we didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we're just new. When you're new, that's why people like can't judge a motherfucker off anything one says. First of all, adrenaline and being in the moment makes you say crazy things. And then you're just like, well, that doesn't represent anything about me. Yeah. I was reaching. I was course. dying, you know. Of course. And in the beginning, you your gauge uh, a lot of times a lot of comics just go to shock cuz okay. it's like that'll get a response. That's the quickest way to get a lot. And uh so yeah, it's just, you know, that's, you know, what were you a year in, two years in? Exactly. Yeah. You would never do that now, would you? No. No, not right. I mean, whatever. Like, I don't actually, e- I got a Actually, uh, greatest hits. I'm going to Buttfuckers Volume 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello, it is I, the sheath snake, coming to tell you about sheath underwear, the most comfortable underwear in the world. Unlike other underwear out there, there's a two-pouch compartment system one for your penis, one for your balls, for the ultimate support system. I am the sheath snake, so I know something about second skin and shedding skin. And I must tell you that sheath underwear is like a second skin for the human body. The owner Robert Patton came up with this patented idea on his second toy in Iraq. While he was very hot out in the desert, like a snake. And that is when he met me and came up with the idea for the second skin idea that is Sheath. So go to sheathunderwear.com and use promo code Jeremiah to get 20% off your first order. Every Sheath order comes with a 100% money back guarantee. Get Sheath underwear today and let them support your balls. I always, I always worked a full-time job. Well, not anymore, but you know, I worked a full-time job and, uh, I, I just, as soon as I jumped from improv in the second city in UCB, I went a hundred percent into standup yep. and I just, I didn't have the, the resources to do both. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think it's smart because you get, you know, You're, mediocre at two things. That's what I mean. I was like, I want to be, I knew that's how it was. It's like you that's have what to I ha- focus on that's one. That's what I did. Yeah. And and I know multiple people who, uh, multiple friends who I was trying to get to do stand up earlier Carl on at Tart. Second City. Oh, don't name him. Was that one of them? I would always try to get him. I'm like, man, you're a fucking stand-up. Oh, that hilarious. guy, Carl Tarr, I love you, bro. I mean, he's thriving. He was just in a show with Cedric the Entertainer. Oh, yeah. He's uh, writing on like every show. Yeah, he, he's, he's doing he's, great. He's so funny. Shout out to Carl Tarr. Carl Tarr, you are so goddamn funny. I still want to see you do stand-up, bro. I'll, I'll, you know. He would do stand-up on the spot a couple times uh, at Second City, and then he did it at uh, that little theater uh, on Santa Monica, and all his sets were great. I, I just, I can't. I've imagined him on act outs and I'm like, bro, he's got an Eddie Murphy vibe. That guy's got the glow, man. You got the glow. Got the glow. You got the glow. Show enough. 
Don't uh, don't cancel me on that, everybody. It's just a movie. It's just a movie. I love I'm that movie. I'm quoting a movie. I'm quoting a movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Carl Tart, you are so goddamn funny. I'm very happy for all your success, but I still want to see you do goddamn stand up, bro. I think you'll be great out the gate. Yeah. He's dope. I agree. Okay. Yeah. He's like, God damn it, they called me out. I Are you it. Yeah, I, I tried to get a handful of people who which later on they ended up going into Are we allowed to name like them? That. Is that weird? I'm just so curious. It's, no, I think that um there's a handful of people from Second City who are now I'm trying to think of people who uh Lisa Curry uh was one of those people who uh she, uh, I think, got into stand-up a little bit later after Second City, and she's doing great now. She's like yeah. opening for Jim Jefferies, yeah. and like it's just yeah. cool to see. Like, there's a small pool of Second City people who are still doing it because you go to improv school with lawyers and random people who are just Doctors, taking it for public speaking, uh, actors. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I just remembered uh, Deanna Reason Over was also. Uh, she's killing it she's killing it but she would also just dip into stand-up and do like a half hour and murder and i'm like what yeah, yeah. like you're crazy like you know what i mean just to have that this was like she's like yeah it's my like third time doing stand and she does a half hour and kills i'm like all right what the fuck are you yeah she's yeah, yeah. another just ext- mega talent extreme talent you're just like she books everything always she's just books tv oh, yeah. shows yeah yeah um but i i don't believe i finished my whole thought i always wanted to be a rich trust fund kid uh so i could take improv classes all day and hit stand up all night uh, that's what i wanted but i was a poor kid working at trader joe's so i chose stand up after hours <laughs> it's working out though <laughs> it sure is dude i got like i don't know my career's I know I still have a goddamn mountain to climb, but I started touring, bro, and I'm just can pinch myself. I'm just like, well, that's what that's what the goal is as a stand-up. You want to tour? I got like, I don't even know, 52 cities and no credits. Oh shit! Oh yeah. <laughs> um, you know, some of them definitely not the most glamorous gigs. You know, it doesn't I'll, matter. I'll, it doesn't matter. You're doing not... it. You're literally doing the thing that everybody wants to be doing as a stand-up. Yeah, it's 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 uh. It's surreal is what it is really. I'm getting this the chills thinking about it. Cause all I I literally I remember working at Trader Joe's while still drinking and drugging and shit. And like in the very beginning, like saying like, I'll live out of my car. Like I don't wanna work. I just wanna do stand up. And then I was just like, Oh, you're an idiot. That's the hardest existence ever and you're six months in. You know what I mean? Like comics are nuts. I just thought like six months in, where's the money? And you're like, oh, that came eight years later. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I was, thank God I was very quick to realize like, oh, you're a dumb dumb. You're delusional. That's not how this shit works. Mm-hmm. I just talked to a few people, asked for advice, and they, they gamed me up. And I was like, oh, just focus on being funny. Thank oh, you, Grant sure. Lyon and Tamar Catan and Brian Granger. They all were very early influences and gave me nothing but sound advice on just common sense really but yep. you still need to hear it of course you need you need little reminders along the yeah. way of like uh you just need to do this i mean the the amount of times where i've had some comics al- along the way when i really needed it when i like 
back up against the wall with like stand up and just trying to make things happen. Who a comic who I would respect, who would just tell me, "Don't worry, just keep doing exactly what you're doing." I know it sounds very hard to hear yes. that right now, but keep doing what you're doing, and things are gonna work out. And that's a hard note to take, but you're like, "What does that mean?" But then as years progress, you're like, "Okay, uh, yeah, okay." No, that advice is almost generic, uh, and almost angers you in the beginning because everyone says that and everyone receives it and in the when you if you're not i didn't understand until later like what yeah. you just said later i was like oh that's why everyone says that because it's truth yeah it is true just if it's just like, know that if you get that note in whatever profession it's a big compliment that somebody's going out of their way to say that to you whatever whatever profession that you're that you're working in even though it feels like frustrating in the yeah, moment. You're, you're just like, that's not, I want Specific. details. Like, like, what do I yeah, need yeah, to no, do? But what am I doing right though? Could you tell yeah. me? It's like, no, don't no, worry. Just do, keep. And it is the best advice ever because, and it is a compliment. It means, it means you're on the right path. It means it's working. Mm -hmm. it, it, unfortunately, you just have to kill for like 10 years to be noticed <laughs> Dude. not just one like 10 i'm still relentlessly killing i'm still trying to shake sets with certain comics that they saw me do from five years ago yeah because i did i i go for it i'll take risks yeah and some of those risks are, will be seen by other comics who are passing by i'm like oh is that kind of comic and then they write you off for like years yeah. because they don't see you go up sometimes you don't it's weird the amount of times i see even you as a friend around the scene but the amount of shows that we've actually done together is yeah. so minimal which is crazy that the scene is just big enough where that can even happen it's it is nuts to know that we probably ran into each other a thousand times so and many been times. on two shows together it's crazy isn't that nuts it, was, more than a thousand i was thinking times. about it when you were when you were coming over today i was like how many shows have i actually done with craig and it's very a very small number it's it's insane yeah known each other a decade and we've done three shows together and we're always at all the same clubs same constantly. clubs same circles never on the same lineups yeah have mutual friends all in the same yeah it's very bizarre it is it really is and then somehow some way like you just get paired up with a guy and you're on every show together and it's yeah. really odd you're just yeah. like why <laughs> i mean yeah i love you i'm glad but like every it's not no shame it's just it's just strange yeah it's like damn i think the you know i think bookers get in their mind they're like this energy goes well with this energy yeah you know what i mean yeah and then like and then they stick to that yeah probably yeah <laughs> it's just a it's i'm not complaining it's just an odd thing that really does happen where one guy you'll be on 400 shows together and then yeah. one guy two yeah all the same friends well, all now the same we circles. now we've got to get a, we've got to get on a, a good show together soon yes we gotta a we one. gotta cleanse the palate of the yeah. one that just happened but I'll remember that show because that's the first time I've ever had a comic be like, you're about to eat it up Jeremiah, <laughs> come on up here, young man. Yeah, take your, take your lashings. Oh, God. Oh, I, was, I remember. I was running new bits and, uh, and 
then I was like, oh, these are eating shit. And then I was like, all right, I'll do old bits. And then that was eating shit. Tried and true bits that work. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and then that's when I was like, hey, Jeremiah, <laughs> save me. I was, I was running like a specific set that night. And I was like, I had been running it for a little while. And I'm like, I'm just going to do it and see how strong this six or seven minutes is in, in this room. Yeah. And it got something, and I was like, if it's getting something yeah. in this room, all right. You have balls, because if I were to run like a like a you know a TV set or a JFL set in that room, I would lose faith in every joke. I uh, would pop, have. And I would regret it, and I would, and I would be like, why did I do that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think for sure, uh, the longer I go into comedy, sometimes um, I'm like, Maybe I don't need to do that third spot of the night. Maybe I can tap out at the second good one. You know yeah. what I mean? There's no, like mentally, I'm good. Yeah. I don't need to risk the, yeah. that third, like where there there's five people in there. It's like, I just did a room with like a hundred people in there. Yeah. Like, I'm good. And it just hurts. You're like, I was, I did the sold out laugh factory and now, <laughs> and now this room. And you're just like, why did I do like, this? Why did I do this to myself? What, what's crazy, what's, thank God. Thank you. Uh, that show was first, and then I had, <laughs> and then I had the Laugh Factory after, and I ran the same new bits, and they smashed. Uh, well, and it yeah. was the Laugh Factory. You yeah, know, that club is just electric. Yeah, of course, man. that Laugh Factory is almost it's cheat club. It's just when it's packed, it's just it's so fire, man. Yeah, that's um, it's similar to like uh, like an ice house. Ice house, sold out ice house, sold out Laugh Factory is just you're just like the energy that hits you it's it's in the great greg geraldo uh world words that world too he taught me that word he's like it's a palpable tangible energy and you could feel it and uh you could always feel it but especially so at those clubs it's like a wave of energy it hits you in the face in the chest yeah it's um my fa i think my favorite room in la is the comedy store main room uh sold out yeah i mean that room's insane i mean it's like, always sold out yeah god bless brian monarch for letting me uh host and get spots on all those shows because they were insane those lineups were like joe rogan bill burr sarah silverman and me <laughs> you know what i mean it's dope thank you monarch <laughs> uh and him, you know, but obviously no one's there to see us. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Not anymore. The tide is changing. I'm bringing six to 20. I'm bringing. <laughs> Bill Burr brought the other 500, but I brought six. <laughs> we got to start somewhere. <laughs> I love um, it. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah. The, the comedy store is magical too. The OR can be tough, but it also can be electric. And I love the belly room. The belly room too hot. We're so lucky that the clubs in our town are electric. Sure. Improv is changing some things. It was electric. I don't know what happened to that room, but... The main room or the They lab? remodeled it, the both. I haven't been in there since the remodel... I haven't been in there since the pandemic. The oh, yeah. It, it, I, I haven't either. I, they remodeled it again. All I know is when I started, that room was fire 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. Then they remodeled everything and made it fancy, and then it wasn't. I love you, Improv. Thank you for the spots, but everyone knows that that happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and and now they're remodeling again, trying to get fix really? it. Really? Yeah. Dang. So, so, yeah, it's a beautiful saying. If it ain't broke, 
don't fix it. They haven't changed anything inside the store in forever. Fire. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Change the carpet, the light bulbs. I mean, yeah. There's, That's it. There's Minimal. Like, Minimal. There's still semen on this carpet? Like, what's... <laughs> not, the, not the walls. Don't change the walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, let's get into this next segment that's called Fanning Out. Fanning Out. Questions from fans. I reached out to people online, and they reached out back with questions and scene suggestions for Craig and I to do... And uh, this one comes from at jess.t.johnston. What's the best mushroom trip you've ever done? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, hang on. Well, I suppose when I took a hero dose before I knew it was a hero dose because I was just a fan, Fear and Loathing came out was when I was in middle school. And let's just say Hunter S. Thompson influenced me and my friends. And then high school came around and I bought a couple ounces of mushrooms. And uh, me and my buddy took six grams. And uh, actually, this is probably the worst trip. Why am I telling this one? Uh, six grams is quite a lot for a 16-year-old kid that weighs 140 pounds. Uh, let's just say I saw uh, God, Satan, dragons. I saw all of it that day. I was a vegetable on a park bench staring at the sky. Just... Uh, uh, watching a, a a a war i don't know what i was even watching but there was it was that was a movie that was stuff on the sky and i was just like this and i remember uh getting hit it's it's uh what people don't know the reason the mushrooms make you vomit it is a bit of a food poisoning it's your body's natural reaction to fighting off this food poisoning and i'm sure Do you get a more high as you throw up I, is that a, a real thing i felt a lot better i'll tell you oh what. you feel better yeah, I had I ate too much that day, and uh, I had it's in my act that whole bit. It's like I did too much, man. Like yeah, it's just. And then I just uh, I shit you not, I projectile vomited like uh, Linda Blair on The Exorcist. Yeah, and I this particular trip that was like twelve to fifteen high school kids all on mushrooms, but only two of us ate what we ate, you know. And uh, we went to the park right by my house, and I and and like all my buddies told me because I don't even really remember, but they said I shot a hose of puke up out and just was like ah, like I just leaned over and was like, Whoosh. they said it looked like the movies. They'd never seen anything like it. It was just my body rejecting what I just put in it and whatever food I had in there. And I just remember a little family was walking by with all the all the kids you know this big this big this big and one in a stroller there's was, was a whole family it's like five of them and i was just puking and i just remember looking at him being like i'm sorry uh, but i also remember uh the first thoughts of sobriety ever entering my brain and that's probably why i brought up that trip is uh i never even thought sobriety was an option uh just because of you know my family and everyone parties type of thing and then uh and I remember like being like, what are you doing? Like, get off pills. Don't do narcotics. Go hug your mama. Like, you know. Right. I obviously, uh, you know, cop some pills right as soon as the high went away. But that was the first time I ever thought like that. I didn't even know. I was just taking stuff, you know. I don't even know why I was taking this stuff. I mean, self-coping mechanisms sure. to feel good when you don't feel good. I learned that later, but at the time, you're just like, I'll take all the stuff, you know. You don't realize you're just dying inside. <laughs> I love comics. Just laughing. 
It's true, though. I remember uh, Rick Shapiro told me his mom died, and I laughed in his face. And he goes, I like you, kid. And he took me to Mel's and bought me a cheeseburger. First time I ever met him. I didn't even think it was funny. I just didn't know how to react. Because he just got off the phone, and I was on a show. We were doing the belly room or something. And then he was just like, my mom just died. And I just busted out in laughter. And he goes, I like you, kid. Want to go to Mel's? And then he bought me a cheeseburger. It's the funniest shit ever. That's like Dude. you know, you do that to another human being, they might punch you in the face. Of course, a comic is like, ha, I don't know how to react to shit, so I laugh at horrible things. Uh, I mean, dude, had I seen you puke, you would have seen me crying, laughing. I have this thing that when I see people puke, I instantly start. I can't control myself. Uncontrollable laughter. Yeah. Anytime I saw my friends puke in high school when they got too drunk or whatever, I would be dying laughing. I yeah. don't know what it is about that that it gets me every single time. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't know why, but the more horrible a thing is, it makes me laugh. <laughs> like my wife left me, she took the house, the kids, and my dog just died. And then I'll just start laughing. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's almost like it can't get any worse, so... I don't know. You surrender. It's just right. like, I don't know what it is, but it, I, yeah. a lot of people do it. We're not the only ones. Uh, I enjoy it. Like you get like terminal illness, like news from a doctor. I might laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I've laughed in girlfriend's faces as we've broken up before and they think I'm an that. asshole. Oh yeah. I bet and that's then like, like a... and then they leave and I cry for two months straight. It's not, it's just, it's, it's just how you react. It's how I react to horrible news. It's yeah. It's my mom does it too. I've said this a bunch on many podcasts, but she's been kicked out of funerals for laughing. Uh, oh, so yeah, it's a legit it's a, uncomfor it's a, uncomfortable. My whole thing. family does it. My grandma had just passed and we're, uh, eating, uh, Ramona's tamales and burritos in my Mexican side. And then uh, I don't remember if it was me or my uncle Johnny, but we made the joke, you know, the coroner just took the body out and we're eating. It's all quiet. And we're like, God, you act like someone just died in here, you know? And then we all just laughed as a family, cracked up, just eating. But grandma's in a body bag. You know what I mean? We love her. She was the matriarch. She took care of everyone. Right. Everyone lived in grandma Kiki's house at one point. All of us. That's such a you great. Many, it was like 80 motherfuckers name. in that Mexican side. You know what I mean? Awesome. In and out. <laughs> Like she was a hotel come on in i love you always and we just laugh just laugh but it, it was coping you know what are you gonna do i'm alive <laughs> that's jar jokes just jokes i'm sorry grandma i love you I, i'll see you soon i mean see you way later way later i ain't talking to you <laughs> <laughs> have you ever gotten that you resemble a young Anthony Kiedis? Mm-hmm. How often do you get that? A lot. I can imagine. And uh, Bradley Cooper and Maz Jabrani's smile. Bradley Cooper? That's a good one. Yeah. They usually, on the internet, it's like... Uh, you know what's funny? R.I.P. Eric Myers, one of the best comics ever. He used to say, I look like Bradley Cooper on crack. And then I followed him, which was... The He's a very hard man to follow. But thank God, I, I just said, I look like Bradley Cooper on heroin, and it hit big. I don't know why everyone... I don't see Bradley Cooper. I could see Anthony Kiedis a little bit. Yeah. But I get Bradley Cooper more than any of them. Really? Yeah. It trips me out. 
because I don't see it, but it's came up enough to where I was like, I guess I do. I don't, I don't see Bradley Cooper. It's in all I, the comments and all my viral videos, like repeatedly. It's quite nuts. I mean, that's a good guy I, to take be, it. to be attributed to. You hear that, Hollywood? <laughs> this question, or this is more of a suggestion. This is um at original gator craig is a firework salesman and you are a first-time buyer what brings you in today i would like some fireworks <laughs> oh okay uh well judging by your personality you're gonna like the snakes these little coals that look they just what makes you say i'd like the snakes <laughs> You seem like a slow, mellow type of fella. You want a little something more, a little more speedy, a little more. I got mortars. I like pizzazz. Pizzazz. Okay, we got some good Roman candles. We got some Roman candles. You hold one in each hand. Don't point it at your your neighbor though. What about American candles? You have any of those? Ah, uh, did sorry. you just toot <laughs> in my face? Excuse me, Legolas. I apologize. This uh. My name is Gilbert. Gilbert. How are you, Gilbert? You don't look like a Gilbert. What makes you say I don't <laughs> look like a Gilbert? I only knew one Gilbert, and he didn't look like you. Betito. Uncle Betito. Anyways, let's get back to... I got... I got... Whistler? You farted in my face. Was that the Whistler you were referring to? Is <laughs> your butthole? My apologies. I have a problem. I... Fart. I fart. You made, there, you made me say it. I apologize. It's really itchy in here. Is this, is this a fiberglass? What's going on here? Anyways, I have skyrockets. Um, no? Okay. Skyrockets? Skyrockets are good. Do you have black cats? Yes. Those are my favorite. They comes in strings of 16, usually, but 200, 2,000, 20,000. Do, do you have eighth grade science fair volcanoes? That we don't have, but you could make that out of anything. I mean, if those kids are making it, <laughs> you know, you could do it. Yeah. Is everything okay with you? My wife just left me. I'm dealing with a lot. She said something about my hair controlling my life. There's a lot of facial things going on with you, isn't there? I, I didn't catch your name. My name's Gilbert. My name is Guthrie. What can $10.47 get me here? Actually, quite a lot. Oh, good. Roman candles and sparklers. But there's six pieces in each, so that's 12 pieces. That's less than a dollar a piece. You're welcome. My commission on this is seven cents. My question to you is, do the sparklers go out faster than the flame of your marriage? Yes. Yes, they do. I'll take them. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, Especially yeah. with the hat off. Super cutest to me. When it say I'm gonna give it to your mama. I don't ever wanna feel like, like I, I did, did that day. day. 
Take me to the place I love. Take me all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard to believe. There's no one out there. It's hard to believe that I'm all alone. If the city I live in, the city of angels, lonely as I have, together we cry. It's heroin, Anthony Kiedis. Wow! Let's round out the show with a segment that you guys love and I love called Sax Talk. So Craig is going to share a story of a sexual encounter, and I'm going to follow along with this sweet, sweet saxophone. Okay. Whenever you're ready, Craig. Oh shit! We'll do man. it up. It was an older woman, and she had been after me for years. I didn't know that. My mother told me. She came to my birthday party. And she hit on me hammered. And 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 it wasn't my house and there was nowhere to go. So we went to the park and fucked in the bushes. And it was quite honestly one of the best sexual experiences I've ever had in my life. She had a leg shorter than the other one. And I thought it was a sexy twist in her hip. Come to find out, the next day, I was told that one of her legs was shorter than the other. So what had happened was... She honked my wiener, and I took that as a sign of, wow, <laughs> today's a good day. Uh, we went into a bedroom into the household that was no mine, and uh, we proceeded to hook up, and I went down on her, and this older pussy was the best tasting pussy I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Tasted like OG Kush with the proper alkaline balance. Of, and that, like that good water you pay the extra $2 for. You know what I'm talking about? That crisp. And I was just taken aback by it. I even was wasted. I was like, oh my God. It tastes like heaven. What happened? Then she hummed on my nutsack, and I don't believe I had that done to me yet at that point in my life. And let me tell you, that's a game changer. Wow. It was about to get even more hot and heavy and, uh, you know, the, the sexy time. And uh, someone knocked on the door. And then 
we got kicked the fuck out because it wasn't our room. We were at a house party and we just went into a room and the owners of the home, which happened to be my sisters, uh, <laughs> they were like, what are you doing in there? And she's like, nothing. And then we went to the park. We got, we got down in the bushes and, in the, and, and on a park bench. And there was a man walking his dog, watching. And I don't know how I feel about that. But I, but I was wasted and in the moment. And when in Rome, you bear back an older woman. And let a dog walk her watch. What was I going to do? Technically, I'm in the wrong here. What am I going to say? Move along, soldier. Get out of here. It was one of the coolest sexual experiences I ever had, and I doesn't know if she knows that. Her and my mom aren't friends anymore. But I wish we we were. I wish we were. And that's my story of a sexual encounter with an older woman with one leg shorter than the other. God bless her for taking me down on my birthday. I appreciate you and all the love that you gave me. Is that good? I don't know how to do music, Jeremiah. I was nervous. Dude. Dude. That was awesome. That was wild. That was wild. That was a wild night. So it was your mom's friend. They're no longer friends. She found out about it. Yeah, I didn't tell her either. So did your mom ever talk to you about it after the fact? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, can't believe you slept with that lady. And I was like, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Mom, I didn't. I didn't. I was like, you brought her to my birthday party. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Listen, you bring a you bring an older babe to my birthday party, she's going to get banged out. <laughs> it was wild, you know. I obviously had I you know, it was a party. Uh, I don't even know how old I was. I was young though. Not not that young. I was like tw- 21 or whatever. Yeah. And it was, you know, a house party. And it was lots of boys, lots of girls, you know, party, you know. And then all of a sudden, uh, yeah, just this older woman hit on me. And I was like, wow. And she gobbled me up and I enjoyed every fucking second of it. Every second of it. I was like, I didn't know. I didn't know women got down like that. You know, I was just like, come here. It's fucking two thumbs up. Dude. Well, uh, also, just that unexpected, like what <laughs> you know of like, course all right on my birthday on my birthday of course i'm tipsy let's do it fuck yeah <laughs> fucking wild dude wonder what that lady's up to this this day going to more birthday parties god bless her god bless her <laughs> she just she's just like seeking out birthday boys she's, she's a birthday fairy yeah. oh my god that'd be so you know like wedding crashers what if yeah. there's like a birthday boy crasher birthday cougars I mean, uh, can you say that anymore? Shh. Shh. 
I just did. I mean, talk about guys will be very happy. Yeah. <laughs> young bucks be like, what? Uh, yeah. Come on in. Come on. Come on in. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. Craig, thanks so much for doing the show, brother. I love you, brother. I love you, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. Where can uh, people get tickets to your shows and stuff like that? I am on tour, craigconit.com. Craig P. Conant on all social medias. Uh, Next up is uh, Salt Lake City and then Las Vegas. I got like 50 cities uh, this year. Check out my website. It's nuts. Uh, Come to a show. Uh... Yes, I love you all. Thank you so much. Craig P. Conant on all social medias. He's a fun follow. Check him out. Check it out. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Jeremiah, 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 Jeremiah.